Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Lions TV, we are sponsored by Regal Elevators and Lifts. Consultants Limited, a company that is owned and operated by a Millwall fan, just like every single one of the sponsors that you can see on the screen. Next Thursday, when the season officially starts for the pre-match prediction against Crawley. Before I get into this video, there is going to be a quick plug on that basis. We usually have, as you know, six sponsors there, boom, in the corners. And we still have one space available. So if you want your company logo on the screen, you get guaranteed one million views of that logo. Plus, you get your website link in every single video we put out in the description. And I'll guarantee you a minimum of at least another three million on that. So if you are interested, do get in touch with us via social media. Or you can email us via our website, by the way, www.lionstv.co.uk. So this is a roundup show. I didn't think there was that much stuff to round up this week. We still haven't had any transfers in. Um, so I was going to incorporate another, another side of things with this video. And when I've written down what's actually happened this week, there's quite a lot. So it could be a long video. But what I'm also going to do after the roundup show is I'm going to do an assessment of our squad. If I fill the players we've got in each position... Um, is enough to say, like, for the, the right-backs, Jason McCarthy, I'll talk about shortly, James Brown and Marlon Romeo. In that area, is that strong enough to keep us, one, in the division, and two, to get promoted? If it isn't, I'll tell you, you know, it isn't, and, and what I could do, just, what I could do, what the club could do, in my opinion, to strengthen it. So, let's start out with the roundup show. It's bad news, I'm afraid, to start with, unfortunately. Oh, Fuck. So unfortunately, as I said, yeah, it is bad news to start with. The players did return from their very short pre-season break to Edinburgh. We saw a little bit of footage. There was only an in-house game, obviously, because the game against Hearts was postponed. On the return from that trip, today we found out this morning, uh, London News Online, Richard Cowley, that Billy Mitchell was injured and he's out with a long-term hamstring injury. I believe it's to be a grade two or grade three, one of those, but it's like the second worst one you can get. Um... And, and it possibly, I don't know if it needs surgery. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not sure how that works. If you know how hamstrings work and stuff like that, then you'll know more than I do. But it is a real a real shame. And I am absolutely gutted for Billy, to be honest with you, because he has worked his bollocks off to work his way into contention and be part of the first-team squad. He's cemented in there now. He's a, a first-team member. So how hard he has worked and being the sort of person that he is, 
uh, Gary Rowett's come out and said that, you know, Billy being Billy has, has, has done it and given everything and everything he does. And the last run of the day, he's still going full pelt and he's just tweaked his hamstring and gone down. So very, very unfortunate news on that one. This is going to lead me on. Uh, by the way, get well soon, Billy. And, you know, he's hoping to be back within 10 weeks. But um, listen, these things can happen in football. And, and I'm just, you know, pleased he isn't. You know, the dreaded, the, the, the worst things you can have as a player is probably an ACL, isn't it? Uh, or, or a leg break or something. So he has tweaked his hand. He does need to look after that and get better soon. Get well, Bill, if you're watching. Um, but yeah, this, is, this takes me on to the second point of Jason Malumbi. Um, the video I put out last week, uh, it could have been last week or the week before, seemed to be absolutely doing the rounds, by the way, on social media. Someone else broke the clip up and posted it about this uh, Jason Malumbi situation and me saying I didn't want Jason Malumbi back at the club. And since this morning, I've seen a few people going, oh, you didn't want Malumbi. Well, not before Billy got injured. I didn't know Billy was going to get injured. If I knew that, then, um, you know, you're talking about past tense. I've seen the video when Billy was fully fit. Now Billy is injured. That changes things, of course. And and we do now. Well, we'll look at what we got in depth later on when I do the squad um, summary. But at the minute, you know, lots of games this year, as we said, eight games in December alone, a full season, but with a month less to do it in. So, I think more than ever now, squad systems are going to be a massive part of this season. And um, if we do get anyone in now, look, it's looking like we're going to need Jason Malumbi back. Or if not, I'd be interested in taking, um, is it Moisey? I don't know his first name. Benjamin Bloom said from um, Sam, is Sam, Sam Moisey, I think his name is. I might get his second name wrong, but he's from Wigan anyway. And obviously they're struggling. They're looking to offload players on the cheap. We're in for Jamal Lowe. I'll cover that in a minute. But... Um, Jason Malumbi. This is what I meant on Jason Malumbi. And people, uh, you know, people said, "Oh, what Troy Dunn, Troy Parrott?" Then, if we've got a player in a position that I believe to be capable of doing as well as or better than Malumbi, then that's the only reason I wouldn't have Malumbi back. We are hanging out for a striker. I don't think the gaffer rates Bradshaw. Uh, Bavarsen's not for me. Aidan O'Brien's left the club. That leads for Matt Smith, who does score goals, but he can't play vast amounts of game time. That's probably the nicest way I've ever said it. So he will score goals, definitely off the bench. He's not really a 90-minute player, I don't think, in my opinion. But he's good to have around the squad. So we are absolutely crying out for a centre-forward. So in that case, yes, I will take a lonely in any, any position where we're struggling. My point was, Jason Malumbi will come to, back to Millwall now... Definitely, we, we need someone. We need someone there. For, for, Billy's going to be out till maybe Christmas, so we need do need more more players in that area. In my opinion, now Jason Malumbi is the perfect option. He's been here before. We know it works well with the club. But last week, what I was saying was getting back to that. I don't want to bring in players and develop other clubs' players. I should have maybe maybe it's my fault. I should have elaborated more on that. What I don't want to do is if we've got people there, then then I don't you know for, for example Hayden Muller coming through doing very well now. I, don't, I wouldn't take a centre-back loanee over Hayden Muller now because he's our player in the same position and I think he should be given a chance to progress. However, if we are short in areas, like we are up front, and I still believe we possibly are up front, then, then a million percent is getting loanee in. That, that wasn't what I was saying. So that clears that one up. But on that basis, it all ties into one. It looks like Jason Malumbi is going to now need to come back to the club uh, and I think he's sort of given me all the green light, hasn't he? And if he doesn't... He doesn't... Um, he doesn't want to leave Brighton. Definitely he can come back on loan for a season for us, hopefully, or just until Billy's fit again. And I think they signed... I mean, I'm not, I'm not really that savvy in other teams, clubs and players, but I'm pretty sure they signed Adam Lallana on a free, if I can say it, the other day. And um, what's the one... They're all after another game. Is it Dunk? I don't even know where he plays. But he's just signed another long-term contract. So 
it's going to be very difficult for Jason Malumbi to get game time at Brighton. So it looks like he could be a narrow welcome with open arms returning to the club. Next up on the agenda is friendlies. <laughs> our friendlies and, and our games in general just seem to be cursed at the minute. We haven't played a pre-season uh, friendly yet. It isn't our fault. Obviously, the Hearts one got called off in Scotland. And our next friendlies, well, there's two this week. Um, I think uh, it was either Richard Cowley or, or Jake Sanders. They're always my points of preference on, on Twitter. John Kelly's done on the team. I think he's gone off Twitter now. But um, yeah, they're always my two points, uh, as I've told you before, of, of where I go to for my information. Or if I already know the information, I can't say it yet. I retweet theirs, then I can tell you anyway. So we have two friendlies this week, both behind closed doors. And the club have agreed. The clubs are in mutual agreement. And again, I don't know why this is. Um, I think I might know what one is, why one is because I know who, who we're playing. But I, I, the club aren't telling you, so I can't tell you. But um, yeah, two friendlies this week, both behind closed doors for the club. Um, we did have another friendly booked in against Crawley, which is now cancelled because we drew them in the first round of the Carabao Cup. I'll get on to the Carabao Cup in a minute. And we play at the Den next Tuesday, the 1st of September, at home to Crystal Palace. Listen, obviously, I put this out on social media. People were saying, can we go? No, the Den isn't open until October, and that's the season to go. So you can't go to a friendly in August if you, if you can't, you know, you can't then go to a league game until October. So I, you know, I left that one to people's imagination. I thought it was pretty obvious. But for those asking, no, you can't go to Crystal Palace next Tuesday, the 1st of September, at the Den against Crystal Palace tomorrow night. This is a Monday, obviously, so Tuesday. Uh, there is a Mill 11 playing at Chatham down in Kent. So um, I think it will be the 23s. However, and don't quote me on this, don't go turning up down here in your droves, but there is, uh, I've seen some things doing the rounds online. There is some people uh, are going to be lit into that. I don't know if it's just Chatham season ticket holders, it's only about three people, or whether it's um, Chatham fans only or whatever the crack is. We're trying to find out. And if I can get to the game tomorrow, I will go and do a little bit of coverage. It will seem brilliant to go to a game. I don't care what sort of standard it is. Who's playing where? But Emil 11 will face Chatham tomorrow down at Chatham FC, wherever that is. <laughs> so I just mentioned it briefly there. Our friendly against Crawley cancelled because we've now drawn them in the first round of the Carabao Cup at their ground on the 5th of September, I believe. The week before the season starts at home to Stoke on the 12th. So, today, Troy Parrott and Shane Ferguson both get international call-ups and will miss that game. Again, going back and referring to Jake Sanders online, a brilliant source of information, if you ever want it on Twitter, for Millwall News. Now, if John Daly Varson gets called up by Iceland, which is likely, we've got the right to call the game off. Um, I'm not going to be horrible. I'm going to say this. I'm sure we'll cope fine without Bavarsson and Fergie, in my opinion. There's definitely you know, enough players within the squad and I don't think Gary Rowett, he's come out in the press last week and said that's sort of like a friendly. So I don't think Gary Rowett will be overly bothered if we get knocked out. And I'm sure we will fill the team. We need to fill the team. We can't keep missing games. So, um, yeah, Hearts friendly off. Crawley friendly postponed because we've got friendly, uh, Crawley in the cup. Friendly Crawley in the cup. And now we, we might have the right, if Bavarsson gets called up, he might have been called up by the time this video goes out. But at this point, I'm filming it on a Monday afternoon about 1pm. He hasn't been. So... If that happens, we have the right to call off that game as well, which I don't think we will be doing. I think the game against Crawley will go ahead. And of course, Millwall legend Tony Craig is now a Crawley player. Let's move on to transfer news. Rumours of one player going out, one rumour of player going in. Coming in. <laughs> I can't talk to that, I don't know why. Jamal Lowe is back on the boil for Millwall. He apparently has agreed terms with Millwall, Swansea and Preston. And now we're all trying to do a deal. JB, such a wheelie dealer, I love it. He's, such a, he's an American Dell boy with his flat cap and his Malibu and Cherry 8. But yeah, we are in for Jamal Lowe. All three clubs have agreed personal terms 
with Lowe, according to Sky Sports. And now we are all obviously trying to trying to barter and badger and and uh, and hurry and harass. Not harass. We're trying to get a bargain. Put it that way. I couldn't think of any better way to put it. We're trying to get a bargain with the administrators. Where do I think Jamal Lowe will go? That rhymed. Um, he didn't come to us last time, did he? And the reason he didn't come to us, again, you put it out online, you get lots of conflicting things, people slagging him off, going, ah, fuck him, he didn't want to come to us. But um, it's not he didn't want to come to us. I don't think we matched, I don't, I don't think we ended up matching the bit of Wigan. Uh, that proves, again, maybe a blessing in disguise. Look, look what's happened to Wigan, absolutely gone to pieces. Good. Um, but Jamal Lowe is from the South. He's a, he's a North Londoner. Played down at Pompey. He had a good season at Wigan last season, despite all their problems. Um... And I thought, you know, I think in a team like ours, he could do even better. Some people are saying, well, that paved the way for Jeb Wallace to leave the club. I don't think so. If you look at it, and we will look at it in a minute, the strength in depth stuff that I was talking about, and, and, and I'll be strong enough in certain areas to get promoted or establish ourselves. If Jeb gets injured, I know, I, I know I've moan about him, but if he gets injured, we're fucked because he's our main man. He's our go-to player. He's the magician. He's the one that can unlock doors. So, if Jamal Lowe comes in, he can play anywhere across the, across the front three, Jamal Lowe, not central probably, but or he can play on the wing in all different formations. So, for me, I'd definitely be interested. It would definitely be a, be a, a deal, a steal. Say, he's from down south, some people are pointing towards, and it's, you know, everyone's got their own opinions on how they see things. So, people are saying, oh, it's only up the road to 20 miles to Preston. He might not want to live up north. He might actually like up north. He might want to come back down south. In my opinion, do I think we'll get him? No, I think he'll go to Swansea, if I'm honest. Um... Yeah, I just got a feeling he'll go to Swansea. But I would love to have him at the club. Jamal Lowe, yes, please. Thank you. And one player going out, unfortunately for me, this one, this is a shame. Jason McCarthy is going to leave the club. He's going back to Wickham. The clubs are in talks about agreeing a fee. He, of course, only joined me all last summer. Brought in by Neil Harris uh, for, an I think it was an undisclosed fee. I think we sort of just did. They bought Fred, we bought him, and I think the, the fee sort of matched. That's what I'm, that's what I'm, I'm, um, I'm assuming. So he came in. I really like the look of him. I saw him at the Carabao Cup game away at West Brom. He had a, I thought he was man of the match that day. I thought he did very well. He's played other games, uh, and I thought he did well. I think he started against QPR at home when we lost that day. And I don't think he was that good that day. But technically, I liked him. I don't think he really got given the opportunity. Again, and you've got to give praise to Marlon Roman for that, because he, he just put a contender up next to him, and he just bats him away. They've all gone by the wayside. Conor McLaughlin there at Sunderland. Jason McCarthy going back to Wickham. Sean Cummings eventually, you know, couldn't get in front of him. So, listen, and again, Marlon's one that I do moan about. I'm going to get on to him in general in a minute because I'm going to, I'm going to give him some nice praise for once. Uh, I think because they're, I expect more from them because they are, think, I think, better standard of players. So maybe I am too critical on those two. We'll get on to this in a minute. But to finish off this roundup, Jason McCarthy leaving the club after only one year, going back to where he came from, Wickham. All the best to you, Jason. Okay, so this is where now we're going to go to the squad Assessment. I'm going to put the bins on. I'm going to go for the Roddy Craze today and not the Deirdre Barlows. Because uh, them Deirdre Barlows give me a bit of shit sometimes on social media. So I've got, written down here, the whole squad. Um, I think I've got everyone. I don't think I've left anyone out. If I have, I'm sorry. And also, I'm going to a bit of a dick if I have. But if I have, I have. And it is what it is. Uh, I've also got a team that I'll start the season with based on current players we've got at the club. In a 3-5-2, which we do like to play, usually away from home. And a four, two, three, one as well. Yeah. So I'm going to look at each player's each as a block: goalkeepers, right backs, left backs. And I'm going to look at those. I'm going to give you a little bit of what I think about each player and whether one that group, that block of players we've got, for example, right backs, is that strong enough to one keeps in the division, and is it two uh, good enough to get us promoted? And if not, 
I might even tell you who I think is, not the weak link, but um, yeah, right, so let's crack on. Starting with the goalkeepers, three senior goalkeepers at the club, Bartosz Balkowski, Ryan Sanford, and Frank Fielding. I think I covered this the other day on the live stream, so if you have seen that and I'm going over old, old ground a little bit, I am sorry, but um, this is what we're doing here. So, right, Bartosz Balkowski, number one, governor, player of the season, the Polish Panther. What did Sean Williams call him the other day? He called him something else on social media. Something, something good like that, but I can't remember what it was. Um, anyway, he's our main man. He's our number one. We was worried. The ironic thing, and I've said this before, Frank Fielding came to the club, and then we got, I mean, because we never got Bolkowski. And then we ended up getting Bolkowski because obviously there was issues with his medical. And we was worried about his fitness, and it's turned out that Frank Fielding's the one that's ended up, unfortunately for Frank, I'm laughing. This is not, it's not a laughing matter. Sorry, Frank. But um, yeah. That is, you know, he's the one with the injury problems. So, Bolkowski, we know what we're getting with him. We love him. He can say pretty much anything you launch at him, including a rocket. Uh, but he cannot really kick the ball. But unbelievable shot stopper. Best shot stopper in the division, in my opinion. Um, best goalkeeper, near enough, in the division. Up there with uh, a couple of others. The Brentford goalkeeper, until we've done the howler on, um, against Fulham in the final. But he's a, he's a very good goalkeeper as well. But, yeah, for me, Bart Bolkowski... We've got Frank Fielding, as I've said, unfortunately popped his quad on the opening day last season against Preston. He then come back from that, and then I think he'd done his farm. I see a picture on Instagram in the swimming pool somewhere looking smiling, but he had a big thing on his... I think he broke his wrist in training. Um, and, I, I, you know, I just don't think he's ever going to get back to fitness after this thing. I always refer back to this. He did this um, uh, re, uh, Will something rehab. Sorry, man, I don't know what your, your surname's called. I've forgotten it. But um, he does meal videos, and before we signed Frank Fielding... Frank Fielding actually got viral meningitis at Bristol City. So, and since then, he's just been constantly injured. So for me, nothing against Fielding personally. We've seen from experience last season, we've had to bring Luke Steele back in at two different points on loan. For me, we can't rely on Fielding as a backup. Um, we just can't. And in that case, that leaves Ryan Sanford as the backup to Bart Bolkowski. I like Ryan Sanford. He's not your average looking goalkeeper. He's not, like, he's not really big in stature. Um, he's not that tall. But that doesn't, that doesn't matter to me. Some of the best goalkeepers in the world have ever lived wasn't that tall. So for me, it doesn't matter. And I quite like Sanford. But again, it's one of them. I don't think the club trust him to step into for Bart if it does happen. I think they showed that before by going out and get emergency loan in Luke Steele when Fielding did get injured. Um, it's a shame because, I, you know, and if I was Sanford personally, I'd be thinking I'm wasting my time. I need, I need to, I need to get, out, get out somewhere and, um, and, and become a first-team player. At the age he's at, I mean, I don't think he's... You know, he's not 18, 19 anymore. I might be wrong. I think he's in his early 20s. So, for me, Bart, Fielding and Sanford, is that enough to keep us in the division? Well, if Bart can stay fit, yes. Is it enough to get us promoted? If Bart can stay fit, then he's definitely good enough, along with the other 10 players that I may or may not mention, to get promoted. So, there you are. That's my, that's my take on the goalkeepers. But... Do we need another goalkeeper? I would say so. I would say so. Um, unless Fielding can stay fit. I don't know how far away he is from full fitness, but I wouldn't risk it. Um, I'll probably get Ryan Sanford out on loan if you don't trust him to, to do things because Joe Wright can play on the 23. He's a very good young and up-and-coming goalkeeper for Millwall. Um, and I, I think we need to go and get a loan, just probably a loan. I'll get a, I'll get a goalkeeper on loan for a season because unfortunately, you know, with Fielding, you, you just don't know what, what's going to happen. Okay, move on to right-backs. Three right-backs at the club. They are Jason McCarthy, Marlon Romeo, James Brown. So we've just spoke about Jason McCarthy. He is, uh, you know, as, as it looks like, he's going to be leaving the club. So you can eliminate him from that. That leaves us with two senior right-backs in Marlon Romeo and James Brown. Of course, if he's fit, he's currently injured. Billy Mitchell, 
that we've seen that if Marlon Romeo, you know, seems to be you know struggling or whatever, sorry, then Billy seems to be preferred over James Brown, which I'm sure James Brown's thrilled about. But Billy doesn't want to play there anyway. I'm sure Billy wants to establish himself in that first team as a central midfielder. But it's good to have versatility, and I do believe that if Billy was fit. You know, I think I think the gaffer's got that in mind. He obviously likes James Brown because Gary Rowett gave him a new contract when he came to the club. And now I think with the extra added incentive that Billy Mitchell can play there if needed as well, I feel by selling Jason McCarthy, he thought that, you know, we're well covered in that area with some very good young players, by the way. Marlon Romeo, a player I love, but maybe I don't say it enough. And the same with Jed. He excites me going forward. I never used to like him defending. His defending's now improved. He's not so good going forward. I can live with that. James Brown is the complete opposite. He is an out-and-out defender. But I like James Brown. Again, he started to get more involved. It could have been a bit more, a bit of a Sanford situation. Do the club trust him? I think they've proved now that they do. They've given him a new contract, and he did play at points last season. He's definitely in and around the squad now, and, and well thought of by Gary Rowett, who's given him that new contract, as I've said. So, um, Marlon Romeo... James Brown, Billy Mitchell's now injured, so I don't want to count him as a right back anyway because he's not a right back. McCarthy, so we've now got those two. Is that enough? Ryan Leonard can also play right back, by the way, if need be. Um, so with those two, do I think we'll go and get anyone else? No. Is that good enough to keep us in the division? Yes. Is it good enough to get us promoted? If Marlon Romeo can stay fit, Maybe. No, I can't say maybe. I've got to say yes or no. I'll say no. And that's nothing against Marlon. I just think he's a great player. He's exciting to watch going forward. I just think he's a little bit leaky sometimes with, with the goals down his side. So, unfortunately, will we get promoted with Marlon Romeo? I don't know. That's a difficult one. With some, you know, with some unbelievable players around him, and we've got some good ones, maybe. I don't know, mate. No, I can't say maybe. Yes or no? No. I'm going to say no, which could be harsh. I'm not sure. But is that strong enough to get us promoted? I would say no, not in that area. We, we, but do we need a right-back? No, I'm happy with what we've got there. More than happy with it, and that will keep us established in this division. I'm more than confident about that. Moving on to left-backs. We've only got two, in my opinion. I haven't included Junior Tienza in this. I like Junior Tienza. He is not really a Millwall-type player. He is an out-and-out, new-age, overlapping, attacking, pacey uh, full-back, which we don't really use. But wing-backs now, full-backs are sort of, is like a dying trend, isn't it? But... I've not included him in that because I'm not saying he shouldn't be around the first team. I think he should be. And I'd like to see him progress this season. But I don't think Gary Rowett really counts him in that bracket. I think the ones he counts in that bracket now as, as pushing on towards the first team are uh, Tyler Burry, Berry, whatever you want to call him, and Hayden Muller. And, and that's it. Billy Mitchell's already an established player, so I don't even count him in that. So, yeah, those two, for me, are the two that are sort of progressing a little bit more than the others. You know, they, they go on the pre-season tour. You'll see in the club, uh, with social media, I know what I'm talking about. It's hard to explain. But they're not, they're not pushing them as a brand, but they're very involved in the social media, which is good. And they're trying to show the, the fans that we've got good young players coming through. And you do see Tyler Berry and Hayden Muller popping up more and more now in photos with the squad and, and action shots and training. So I believe... That at this minute in time, as much as I think he should be around it, I don't think Junior Tienser is. That leaves us with two left backs Shane Ferguson and Murray Wallace. Shane, my old mate Shane Ferguson had blocked me on Twitter about four years ago because I didn't like him. Well, that's not true. I did not like him. I just said he didn't play well when I thought he wasn't a very good player, so he blocked me. Um, but listen, I've, I've, I've learned to love Fergie. Um, he, he will do for me as a squad player. He's never going to set the world alight going forward unless it's um, an FA Cup match against Hull. He's not going to set the world alight, in my opinion. 
Um, but as a squad player, he's okay. For, he's okay. I don't mind it to come on as backup at left back or you know left midfield. Not so much for me. Um, he's technically good. He's, he's, he's an international. He's been at the club for a long time now. So you can't say he isn't a good footballer. He is a good footballer. That isn't in question. I just don't really feel at times he's a Mill type of player. But as I said, I've, I've, lo I've grown to love him. Um, he come back from the wilderness to be fair to him. You've got to take your out to him for that. He's, he's not a bad footballer, is he? And he's a good player to have in and around our squad. For me, Murray Wallace is the preferred one. And obviously, obviously for Gary Rowett, he is. I love Murray Wallace. I don't know how he's a left back. Everything says we well, just looks like the Terminator, doesn't he? He doesn't even look like a footballer, but um, he's just an absolute machine. And I just love him. He's very unorthodox. He's not actually a left back. He's actually a centre back. And I don't think he's any good at centre back. He's actually a left back. Uh, sorry, and actually a centre back. But we like him at left back. Ferguson and Wallace. Is that enough to keep us in the division? Absolutely. I think that's been proven. Is it enough to get us promoted? No. This is where I'll say no again because um, both sound, both steady sound players more have proved themselves in the championship at playing left back for us. Both hard workers, both good pros. But I and this is where I'm not sure if Gary Rowett. I think he, I think he thinks what I think of those two players. By the way, but I think if we're going to get if we do want to push for promotion, I think. Personally, we need a little bit more in that area, forward thinking. And I think that Gary Rowett thinks the same. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm assuming. I think we're so attacking down our right with the Jed Romeo combination when it does work. Uh, but down the left, we're the complete opposite. We're a lot more defensive. One, because Murray Wallace isn't naturally an overlapping player. And two, in his defence, he's never had that opportunity to build up a relationship with a player in front of him. Conor Mahoney comes to the club and, he, you know, he, Hasn't really worked for him. Listen, if you've got Jed in front of you, you're, you're on to a winner, aren't you? You know, you've got Jed in front of you, just have it right with his pace, linking up with him. So, as great as we are going forward down our right, we're a little bit not so much down our left. And I think that Gary Rout wants to wants to exploit that this season and, and improve on that area and get us bombing on forward. So, Ferguson and Wallace, more than happy with that for this division. And I, and I don't say they're both good pros, and I'm happy with that, and I'm happy that will keep us in the division. But is it enough to get us promoted in that area? Not for me. Moving on to centre-backs, Alex Pierce, Jake Cooper, Sean Hutchinson and Hayden Muller. He is Hayden Muller, yeah, Hayden Muller, not Hayden. Hayden Muller. Uh, again, like I've just said about um, a minute ago, he's in and around the club now, the first team. The, the, the club are tagging him in things. You may think, what, what am I going on about? But doing what I do from, from, a, from a media point of view, I can see that they're, they're, they're not pushing it. They're embracing that we've got a good young player and, and you know they want us all to know about it and they're confident in his ability so they're letting us know look we've got this brilliant young player Hayden Muller I'm hearing, I'm hearing some very good things about Hayden Muller he's come in um, and again this is a, the thing about young players that frustrates me uh, and it frustrates me George, George Alexander because just, just throw him in you never know I'm, 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 I'm confident that George could do it in the first team even with Troy Parrott there get both in I think I, I really believe that but some people go oh, you know this player's not ready yet he's too young that one's not ready they're too young they're too inexperienced you throw players in, that's the only way you'll find a gem. Oh, great, he didn't do too, too well. We let, he, can, he messed up for a goal. Take him back out again for another, you know, get, you know, nurture him a bit more, get him a little bit more experience in playing in the 23s on, on loan. But you can throw people in and they can just thrive under it and just become, become a man and just, just improve and just go with it and just get to that next level. When you could shock you, go, fuck, you know, I didn't know that was going to happen. Sorry, I try not to swear so much anymore. But Hayden Muller is thriving in that first team environment. Um, I don't think he's going to start many games this season, but I definitely expect him to be around it. I mean, he's a very, very good footballer, very good ball player, lot, likes the ball at his feet. So, you know, this is the new age now, isn't it? It's not fucking edit, kick it, fucking lump it. It's, 
centre-halves. They're, 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 they're the new age, the pep pop, the way the, the Guardiola's changed the game over in this country and, and throughout the world. Other managers too. Popping the ball is what you need now. It's the way forward. Um, unless you're playing under Neil Harris. And then, uh, and then uh, yeah, so Hayden Muller is thriving in that first team. Uh, our other defenders, Jake Cooper, I can't, you know, you know what I think about him. I've said it since day one. He will go on to play at the top level, in my opinion. Play something like 150 games straight. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's obviously a, a lovely bloke and well thought of as well around the team and in the dressing room. And it's a good job he's good at football because no disrespect to Coops, but I saw the interview the club put out with him and he's just a little bit, oh, he? So good luck to him, though. Unbelievable player for us. Um, should be playing in the Premier League, in my opinion. That could be a bold statement. I'll say this as well. Sean Hutchinson, not far off a premiership player in my opinion, very good player, uh, massively underrated, one of the most underrated players we've ever had in the club's history in my opinion, leader on the pitch, brilliant. Alex Pierce, uh, like Pierce, he, he is running that dressing room as well by the way. Um, so yeah, Alex Pierce is as important off the pitch to me as he is on it, um, believe me. So he's good to have around the club, yes he's, you know, he's not He's not as good as the other two, but that's fine. You know, he's still good to have around the club. He's there as good backup if needed to come in, or if we play a free, which we was very successful with at the back last season away from home. So, those three with Hayden Muller, is that enough to keep us in the division? Absolutely, absolutely. Is it enough to get us promoted? Yes, I believe so. I believe genuinely believe that is enough to get us promoted. Of course, you've got Murray Wallace there as well, if need be. The only slight worry I've got is that if you've got three centre-backs and one of them does get injured, and then you bring Murray Wallace into that that argument, so say Cooper gets injured and you've got Pierce Hutch and Murray Wallace, is that enough to get us promoted? Unfortunately, not, as much as I love Murray Wallace. Um, but with Coops and Hutch at the core of the defence, if you have to go three at the back with Pierce, is that enough to get us promoted? Yes, I think it is. I really, really do. And, it, and obviously the exciting prospects of Hayden Muller being in and around it as well this season. I think you'll see him come on at points... I think you'll get. I think you'll definitely play in the upcoming Carabao Cup match. So um, that's an interesting one to watch. So go across the back line. Goalkeepers enough to keep us in the division. Yes, enough to get us promoted. Yes, right backs enough to keep us in the division. Yes, enough to get us promoted. No, left backs enough to keep us in the division. Yes, enough to get us promoted. No, and centre backs enough to get us promoted. Absolutely enough to get us um, keep us in the division. Of course. Moving on to midfielders, right midfield, problems, problems, problems. And this is the thing that people were saying earlier with, um, with the rumours of um, his name? Jamal Lowe coming to the club. I don't think it's, it's the fact that Jeb Wallace is going to leave. I think we need to look, if Jeb Wallace does get injured, our only backup in those areas is Yuri Skalak and um, Tyler Burry. I have seen Tyler Burry play quite a lot. He is lightning quick, unbelievably exciting to watch. Uh, the under-23s away at Coventry that I went to, he literally run past the entire team. But the fucker won't release the ball. He's, he's got no final ball. He's like Fred. You know, he's got no final ball. Um, and I don't mean he's in a horrible way. His head's a little bit up his arse when he's running. Not, 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 he's, not, he's, you know, he's not arrogant. I mean, he's just <laughs> tunnel vision, blinkers on. Let's go. Ball my feet. No one else is having it until I either get one score or goal or I get tackled or fouled. To be fair, he got a lot of fouls that day up at Coventry. So, Yuri Skalak, prob problems again. Problems because he hasn't really had the chance at Millwall, to be honest. You know, again, I say, I always say, you need to run a 10, 20 games. Um, but he's not going to get that now. 
So is he worth having around? Uh, and for me, with Skalak, it's just the sheer amount of wages he's on. That's you know he's uh, allegedly the highest paid player at the club. So yeah, just uh, it, it, we're not going to get rid of him, in my opinion. No one's going to want him. Not in this division. Uh, that's that's wrong for me to say. No, it's not that no one's going to want him. No one's going to play sixteen bags. And I know for a fact that Skalak's just going to see out the last year of his contract. So he is there if needed. You know, if needed, if Jed gets injured. I think we're I think we're lumble with him. I know it's a harsh way of putting it, but that's the reality of it. And this is my channel, so I'll say what the fuck I like. Um, yeah, I think we're lumble with him. If I'm honest, Tyler Berry, you know, not really for me. But again, young player could could improve. He could be a good player in my opinion. Um, he just needs to get his head up, realise there's ten players on the pitch that want to help him out, and um, release the ball. Then he could be a very good player. But um, and then you've got, you got Jed, of course. Jed, the main man, Jed Velas. Again, a player I don't praise enough. I have dug out in the past. And I don't mean to. I just... He's either so unbelievable. It's like... It's like um, I was going to say, it's like being married to my ex-wife then. I changed my mind, but now I've said it. He's, it's like unbelievably brilliant, or it's the worst thing that could ever happen to you. One day or the next. Like He's unbelievable one day, and he's horrendous the next. Um, his football brain, for me, again, is, is, a, is a frazzled one, because he can see things and do things that that only people like Lionel Messi can do. But at the same time, and I always refer to, he's playing, well, he's playing at the den and he run down the wing and the angle he was at, he had to wrap his foot round the ball to cross it in. And he and he, he put his foot down like that and connected with the laces, angled his foot at the E on the den behind the goal and that's where it went because that's what's going to happen. You know, where you are on the pitch, you've got to know, think where you are and think, right, am I going to get that to there? You're not going to get it by striking it with the laces. Straight at the E behind the goal. Yet to wrap his foot round it. I don't know. You know, he's his technical ability sometimes has a lot to be desired, but others, it's absolutely outrageously brilliant. So, regardless of that, Jed there, if he could save it, will single-handedly after what I've just said carry us up in that. Are we strong enough in that in that area? Again, you've got massive ends of the spectrum with Jed Wallace. If he stayed fit, would keep us single-handedly in the division. He pretty much did it last season <laughs> again. For all I've sagged him off just then. Um, I'm not slagging him off. I'm just saying what I feel when I, I know how good he is, and that's why I want more from him because he is the main man. If he wasn't the main man, if he was a plum that come on for 20 minutes here and there and went off, I wouldn't really talk about him because he is that good. And I know he could be better. You know, it, it, it doesn't even anger me. It excites me. I want more from Jed um, and more consistently and better crossing and better decisions sometimes. But other than that, other than that he's brilliant um, and he could single-handedly keep us in this division and he's good enough to play at this level, get us promoted, and at a high level, in my opinion. Um, Skalak and Berry, that's the only thing if Jed gets injured. Are those two capable of keeping us even in the division in that area? Probably not. Left midfielders, this is a strange one, because we don't really play wingers anymore. You know, we did under Neil Harris, of course, predominantly 4-4-2. Bang, crash, bang, wallet, thanks for coming. 4-4-2, 4-4-2. We don't really play wingers under Gary Rowett. We play in a 3-5-2 with wing backs, or we play a... We play a, a two central midfielders and a three, almost three strikers with two wide men. So the wide left position, I've got two players, Conor Mahoney and John Daly Bavarsson. Now, John Daly Bavarsson I've put there because I'm not being harsh on him. He does seem to play wide left of that three, doesn't he? So um, he's not really an out-and-out centre-forward. I think he's only done it a couple of times for us. And again, I think he's shit, but he scores goals. You can't say he doesn't. And again, going back to the Aiden O'Brien, who's left the club now, I used to say the same thing about Aiden. I love Aiden, but sometimes he doesn't do much other than score goals. But as Aiden said to me during the Lions Lounge I did with him recently, um, 
hard, scoring goals is the hardest thing to do on the pitch, and it wins your football matches. And if that's all they do, then that's all they do. I'm, I'm fine with that. If, if a striker scores every game but does fuck all else, then he scored 46 goals, and he's he's going to get sold for a lot of money. He's going to and he's going to win you the league. So for me, that's fine. So I've got Bavardson as a left-sided forward with Conor Mahoney. Um, Mahoney. Um, very openly and very honestly, by the way, said he got he rated himself as a six out of ten last season in an interview with I think it was with uh, Richard Cowley, London News Online. <laughs> Shock! I love I love Cowley and Sanders. They're great. They're not even a double act. But I just love I just love their Twitter feed. Um, Mahoney and Bavardson, um as left sided forwards, and I think I think you know you could almost count Troy Parrott in this, which is worrying me because I want him as a number one, the main man, centre forward, and I'll get onto that why in a minute, but. Gary Rowett, when he joined the club, said he can play anywhere across the front three. So you could even see Parrot playing a bit wider at points in, in, a, in a forward three. So we'll get on to it in a minute. Conor Mahoney, John Daly Bavardson. I really like Conor Mahoney. I think he's a fucking good player. He is the most composed player in and around the opposition box that we've got. And he's technically, along with Sean Williams, the best players we've got. That's what I'll say. That, that's, that's my honest opinion. And people might go, oh, what about Jed? Jed's... Jed has flashes and moments of brilliance, but he's not he's not as technically good as Mahoney or Sean Williams, in my opinion. Um, so Mahoney, if he can get far in a little bit more, and listen, when we do the free strikers, we still got a lot of players behind the ball, and Mahoney's not going to track back. But I think leave him up, let him do the damage, and just don't worry about it. You know, we need to be a little bit more. A little bit more um, gung-ho, I was going to say. I've never said that in my life, but there you go, I just have. Um, yeah, this season going forward, definitely on our left-hand side. I think if you don't track back, don't worry. You've got the machine that is Murray Wallace just wiping people out for fun. You've got two central midfielders there, whoever they may be. We'll get to that in a minute. Have I missed that out? No, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, it's just the way I've written it down, sorry. Uh, yeah, and for me, Mahoney, just just let him, just leave him up there because he can do things that no one else can do up there. He's so composed in and around the box and he came good towards the end of the season and I know it's an end of the season game and end of the season feel but it was brilliant in the 4-1 win over Huddersfield. So him and Mavardson, is that enough to keep us in the division? Yeah, it is. It is. That's been proven. So, you know, I don't rate John Daly Mavardson at all but, you know, he, he does all right when he comes on, he does score a goal. He doesn't do anything other than score a goal in my opinion. Um, and again, listen, that's my opinion. I'm not taking him off. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you see something different. Don't be shy to tell me in the comments below if you do. So, Mahoney Bavarsen, is that enough to keep us in the division? Yes, it's been proven, as I said. Is it enough to get us promoted? If Conor Mahoney's firing and stays fit and, and fulfills the potential that I believe he's got, then yes, it is. But again, is Mahoney, he's been a big part player under, under Rowett. Um, I mean, again, I'm hearing he's training very, very well. But he's been really good in training. So, Hopefully now this will be Mahoney. He's got he's got settled last year in London. A few ups and downs on on the pitch. Hopefully now he can kick on. I believe he honestly can. I've got a lot of belief in Conor Mahoney. Uh, you know, as as well as others. But I've got strong belief in, in this player. And you know, it's not it's not un, it's not unfounded. Not unfounded is that a word? Probably. Um, yeah. No, it's not unwarranted. That's that's the word I was looking for. It's not unwarranted. He has you know he's, he's been a good player. We've been over his career a million times. But for me, if Mahoney can stay fit. And we get a few other good players in around him. Definitely, he could, he could play a part in promotion for us, I believe. Right, central midfielders at the club. Billy Mitchell, Ryan Woods, Sean Williams, Ryan Lennon, Ben Thompson. Let's talk about those players. Billy Mitchell, Gary Routers said, was going to do... No, is going to do, not was going to do, the Jason Malumbi role this year. Um, he said they come out and said in the, in the press, Gary Rowett, excuse me. He come out and said they had a press, Gary Rowett. So... Um, 
Billy Mitchell, uh, all over Billy. You can't can't keep saying it. you know you know exactly how I feel about him as a player and as a first team member. Uh, Ryan Woods, the wand Woods Woods, the second coming of the wand. He can't be the wand until Williams re retires. But when he does, he can then become the wand. Ryan Woods back on a season long loan. Um, good bit of business for us. Really good bit of business. Technically brilliant. I have dug him out in the past for sitting almost too deep. And when him and Malumbi play together, it, for me it doesn't work. And we're too you know we're too deep. And with Parrot, the way I've seen that he likes to play clips on YouTube where he likes to collect the ball and bring it deeper. He, we definitely need people running beyond this year. And getting on to Lennon in a minute, I actually felt that Lennon did that best out of everyone's uh, of, of the midfielders. So, Ryan Woods, brilliant player. If he can sneak forward a little bit more, I understand he's rowing a team, but if he can sneak forward a little bit more and not let killer balls like the one he did at, uh, at Charlton for Jed, unbelievable. Like I said, like De Bruyne type passes, and that's, that's not even being dramatic. Like he, he is that good at, the, at those sort of passes. So, if he can sneak up the pitch a bit more, um, I'm all over it. If not, more than happy with his role in the team. I'm happy we got him back on loan for this season. Um, of course, his Stoke contract expires at the end of this season. So, fingers crossed. By the way, I'll cover it in, in next week's roundup show, but Ryan Woods won't be able to play on the opening day of the season. With Billy Mitchell injured, we're down to three central midfielders. Uh, unless Malumbi comes back, which you've already watched what I've said on that. Sean Williams, my man. I love him. I actually love him. Sean Williams, I don't know why, because I don't even know him. But I actually love him. Uh... It's just really, he nearly left the club, didn't he? He was in the wilderness a bit and there was, he wasn't really cracking on at the club and he's just come out of the wilderness now and he's not only become, just. I just think it gets better and better, honestly. And I know I always bang on about it and I get shit for it, but it just gets better and better as he gets older and now he's going to be staying at the club um, in a coaching role. That just excites me even more. So I'm all over the one. Yes, he's going to be coach this season. I still think he's got a lot to offer and I was speaking to my mate about this last night uh, about what pairing I'd play and a, and a pairing I would be interested to try this season, don't bite me head off, is Sean Williams with Ben Thompson and then Jed as a 10 in front of them. I, I've always said it about Jed. You, you know, if you watch the channel, you know what I've always thought. Jed should play central and I think he's isolated out wide and I think he gets frustrated out wide and I think he can make things happen better centrally. Look how many games, by the way, we played with Ben Thompson and Sean Williams um, played together. I'd be interested to look into that because I think, I'm pretty sure... Um, we've always done well. I remember they definitely played together the day we lost We lost this game, 3-1 at home to Norwich, I think it was, the year Norwich went up, so two seasons ago. They were brilliant that day, and I, I like them two together in the midfield. So I still think Williams has got a lot to offer um, as a player, but going forward, he's, he's going to become a coach. And uh, I love you, Sean, if you're watching. <laughs> you know, you won't be. <laughs> I'm such a weirdo. Right, Ryan Leonard. Ryan Leonard. Uh, the man bun excited me when he brought the man bun back. Just We didn't bring it back. He never had it before. But lockdown created this man bun, made him look like a Leonardinho instead of just Ryan Leonard. And I am he's starting to grow on me. Um, I didn't use the rape as a player, right? Um, he's a funny fucker, apparently. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I'd never used to rate him as a player. And the thing that used to drive me nuts, and I'd always say this, and I'm going to say again, I'm sorry, but I, 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 again, I mentioned this to my mate last night. I was actually raging when I said it. A central midfielder is the core of your side. He is the absolute, he's the glue in the middle that, that keeps everything moving. If a central midfielder, you don't notice a central midfielder's done anything in a game. He's not done unnoticed work. He's just done fuck all. And him and Ryan Tunnicliffe were fucking famous for it. So I'm swearing already. Sorry for any younger viewers watching. Him and Tunnicliffe are famous for it. Oh, they do great unnoticed work. The central midfielder does not do great unnoticed work. The only person I excused for doing 
only position on the pitch I excuse for doing unnoticed work is a fullback containing a winger. If, if the fullback's not, you don't really notice the fullback's doing a lot, it's because he probably contained his winger. And if the winger's had a quiet game, then everyone's a winner. Central midfielders do not have, do not do unnoticed work, not having it, sorry, not in my opinion. And that is a problem I have with Leonard. Now, granted, under Harris, he was just probably doing this a lot, along with Tunnicliffe. Now, under Rowett, Rowett seems to have rejuvenated him, seems to have, seems to have reinvented him. Um, not the box-to-box -box player that Neil Harris was talking about. In that 10, he does get into good areas. He did, he did against Derby, he had that shot that the goalkeeper saved, probably should have scored, but getting into them areas, missing these chances, I said this as well to my mate last night, you know, should have just, just recorded that conversation instead of keep mentioning me, mate Dave. Me, mate Dave. Um, I don't have a problem with players giving the ball away, kicking the ball off the pitch, giving a foul. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is walking away from a game and going, I didn't even know he was fucking out there today. That is my problem with, with players. You've got to affect a football match, each in your own way, other than a goalkeeper who may not have a kick. Hopefully that'll happen with Bartolot next season. Won't have much to do. You can excuse that. Other than that, I want every player, I want to walk away and give something to every player and say, you did this well, you did that well, this, that and the other. And with Leonard now, you know, against Hull, give a couple of fouls away, kick the ball off the pitch a couple of times. It's not a problem. Because what he did do is score an absolute zingling a ding dong and he got in a good position later on, uh, not long after that, uh, getting beyond and he runs into the box. Then central runs into the box. We don't do it enough. We never have. We go wide, we go wide, we try and get cross in, can't get cross in, we come back, it's too one-dimensional. And it's fine if Matt Smith's on the pitch and you want to stick balls in the box late. But for me, um, we need these players running on beyond, central, in behind them, them little areas which just, just, it just scares the shit out of players. Just running directly at the heart of the, like the goal. Just run at the goal. Get beyond and then do them flat runs. That's what I like to see. Leonard seems to have cracked that. Do I still think he's good enough for his division? The jury's still out. Um, but I used to say no. So there's progress there. Lenny, if you're watching, I keep saying if they're watching, none of them watch Lions TV, well some of them might do. Um, so for me, Leonard, I can deal with him as a squad player now, I've got to that point, I'm learning to love him, I'll never, like, I'll never love you like I love Sean Williams, but I'm learning to cope with you as a player in our team, so you're welcome. The next one, Ben Thompson, one of our own, does Gary Rowett really fancy him? I'm not sure, I'm not sure and that worries me. Um, the thing is with Thompson, he... Went away on loan to Pompey, couldn't get in in front of people like Tony Cliff, by the way, and then Leonard, I think, yeah, and, and Williams, understandably. He came back from Pompey, not just a better player, a completely different type of player, a 10, a, a run beyond, scoring goals, single-handedly played a massive part in keeping us up. Two goals at Birmingham, uh, an own goal at Preston, which he scored, really, he created himself, uh, one at Leeds, the game uh, I think we lost, but scored a lot of important goals, set up a lot of important goals. A new player. I'm not slagging him off now, what I'm going to say. I think he's lost that. I don't think Ben Thompson is a 10. I don't think we should think of Ben Thompson as a 10. I think, one, he's not the right sort of player for a 10. And two, he's a lot more useful for us and much more of a, of, of a weapon for us deeper. He's ball winning, his tenacity, his, his ability just to get all around the pitch. He's like elastic man, the way he wraps his legs around people. For me... Ben Thompson isn't a 10, and I think we've, he's gone away at Pompey, he's come back, and we've all accepted he's a 10. I don't think he is a 10. I think if you ask me, he'd probably say he's not a 10. He can do it if need be, but for me, um, no. But, listen, brilliant midfielder, love him at the club, 
Even Mitchell excites me. Two long-term players at the club. Williams, you know, you know my feelings about Marshall. I've already told you. Woods, brilliant, outstanding player. And Leonard, I can deal with. So, is that enough to keep us in this division? Again, it's proven that. Absolutely, yes. Is it enough to get us promoted? Now. Now. No, it isn't. It isn't. Billy Mitchell's currently injured. It isn't. Is Billy Mitchell, with Billy Mitchell fit? I love it, Bill. You know that. He still isn't enough for us to get promoted. And I think the players will know that as well. Because I'll tell you why. We don't have that 10 that we need. Unless you're going to buy Jamal Lowe, put him on the right and put Jed Central, which isn't going to happen, by the way. So I don't know why I fucking keep going on about it for five years. <laughs> That's not going to happen. So for me, we are short there. By the way, my first choice, two central midfielders to sit there, is, well, I'll tell you the team in a minute, but that would be Woods and Thompson. With Williams there, if Woods isn't fit. Uh, because Woods and Williams for me doesn't work. That's why Woods and Malumbi doesn't work. Both of them sitting too flat. One of them needs to be a little bit more um, forward thinking. So, I think even with that, we'll keep us in the division then five. Granted, and Malumbi comes back definitely. But is it enough to get us promoted? Um, if we're playing a three, five, a five, three, two, sorry, with three central midfielders. We haven't got that 10, in my opinion. Sorry, we haven't. Even, even with the um, the 4 2 three, one, we haven't got that 10. And, it, and for, for me, that's where we lack. And we do need to buy. We haven't bought yet. The season's two weeks away. I think if Mason Bennett comes back to the club, I think that could be his role if he does come back to the club. And I'd welcome that with open arms. Even then, I still don't think it'll be enough to get us promoted, maybe. No, it wouldn't. But it's a start. It's definitely an improvement on what we've already got in that area. And I'm not saying we haven't, we, I just don't think we've actually got that in the area, other than Leonard. I think he's the only forward-thinking one there out of those that could probably do it right. Now, Thompson could do it, but I think you're, you're taking him out of his best area by pushing him on into that 10. So, for me, enough to keep us in the division, absolutely. Enough to get us promoted, no. And finally, let's move on to the forwards. Now, this is, again, problems. Problems, maybe. Tom Bradshaw... Will score goals, okay? He will score goals in the Neil Harris side because he scored seven in seven last season. If given the opportunities to score, he will score. But we don't really play like that anymore. Um, and I've always thought, no matter who's been our manager, our players have to work too hard to create their chances. They have to go, sorry, they have to work too hard to, yeah, to, to get chances. I, don't think, I think they have to go and do other work they shouldn't be doing. I think our forwards' supply has, has never been fantastic, really, since, since, since the Morrison and Gregory fingers sort of... Um, no longer existed. Couldn't think of anything, any better way to put that. So, we've got three strikers now at the club. Of course, Aidan O'Brien has left. We've got Matt Smith. We've got Troy Parrott on loan. And we've got Tom Bradshaw. I don't think... And again, I, I think he gets a lot of unwarranted shit, Bradshaw. I think he works very hard. I think he's, he's got a very difficult role in the team. I think he's very mobile and he does get about. But he's a poacher, primarily. And he needs chances to score goals in and around the box. But I don't think that's really going to happen. I think it's um, say a new age sort of formation, new age team. A lot of people... You know, getting around the pitch in different areas and, and, and working hard for each other. Uh, but I don't think the gaffer's really having Tom Bradshaw, if I'm honest. I've just got a feeling. I don't know why. Uh, well, the, the lack of game time he's had might point to might point to back that out for one. But Troy Parrott in on loan, all over it. Again, and I'm not slagging him off. I keep saying that. He he hasn't played, has he? He hasn't played ever, really. I mean, And I mean ever. Not like He's played a couple of substitute appearances here and there at, at, at pre-season friendly for Spurs. He's never, he's never had a run of games since he came come from uh, Belvedere in Ireland. So, 
And then you've got Matt Smith, who I think I covered earlier on in the show. Uh, scores goals, does he exactly what he says on the team, you don't do anything else, you put a pass one yard to his left or right, he ain't moving, unless he's not making Wayne Rooney, uh, so Matt Smith, um, yeah, and obviously no way, no Brian, you could count Bavarsen in them strikers, but an out and out striker, but I don't think Bavarsen is, so we've got those three, we need, in my opinion, if we want to have any chance of getting out of this division, and this is where we could struggle, the only one place we could struggle by staying in it, is, is a lack of goals. If Parrott doesn't fire, um, Matt Smith will get you 10 goals. He's proven that and proved me wrong because I said we'll get 10 goals out of him and Bavarsen combined. I think Smith scored more than that, didn't he? But, um, yeah, so for me, if he doesn't rate Bradshaw, then then move him on. Or even, say, with a vast amount of games we've got coming up this year in a, in a short space of time, definitely we need another forward. Kiefer Moore has gone there out of the equation. I would definitely bring George Alexander into the first team. Again, I know he's inexperienced, but so is Troy Parrott. And, and who knows? Who knows what could happen if we ain't scoring goals and you've got a player there that scores goals at every level he's ever played at, then perhaps give him a try. Um, yeah, Smith will get your goals. Parrott needs to fire. Is Parrott an out-and-out main target man, though, in the championship? You know, the Premier League's brilliant, don't get me wrong, but it's a completely different type of world and, and you know, you're not going to get you're not going to get kicked up in the air by a six foot four centre back with no teeth, are you? In, in, in the Premier League, you're going to get it's going to be a lot more physical for Troy Parrott and Willie Rice to the occasion. It's a lot of pressure on young shoulders. It's a lot of pressure on young shoulders that I don't think Gary Rowett's going to do. I think he's going to blend him in slowly, ease him in. I don't think you're going to see for people who think that Parrott's going to be yeah, he's our centre forward. And he's going to play 46 games straight in centre forward, the main man. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he'll, he'll get pulled out of points. Um, I think he'll get wrestling, you know, he'll, he'll be brought on at points as, as an impact sub. So for me, you know, Matt Smith does his best, bless him, but we need to spend on a, on a centre forward. So that's the squads. By the way, I'll just cover that. I'm happy with that. Squad will keep us in the division. Okay? We, we could do with a, with a short-term replacement for Billy Mitchell while he's that injured. But other than that, that squad will keep us in the division. I'm confident of that. If I wanted to push on, and I wanted to get promoted, and someone said, there you go, it's £15 million. I'd split that in three ways, and I'd spend £5 million on a centre-back. I'd spend £5 million on a central midfielder, a 10, and I'd spend £5 million on a centre-forward. Could even be tempted to get a left-back as well for that. But, um, yeah, it, we ain't going to get that money, are we? We haven't spent any money, by the way, so far, in case you hadn't noticed, you probably had. Um, again, the club doing things right, doing things slowly, softly, softly, catch any monkey. Right, so I've got two teams. Oh, that wasn't too long, by the way. It didn't bore you. I quite enjoyed that. Right. So these are the, these are the, these are the teams now, based on what we've got. And as I say, I'm sure we'll bring other players in before the season. I, I thought, to be honest with you as well, I thought Mason Bennett would be back by now, and he isn't. He was. Um, he played for actually played for Derby in a friendly last week. Someone told me so. Uh, well, he did because I looked it up. I, I looked. I looked into it after someone did tell me, and it was true. So yeah. As players we've got now at the club, okay, in a 3-5-2 with the wing-backs, this is the team I'll go with to start the season if no one else comes in before September the 12th. The big dog Bartski in goal. Three centre-backs, Hutch, Coops and Pierce, Marlon Romeo right wing-back, Murray Wallace left wing-back, Woods and Tomo sitting central with Jeb Wallace in a 10 behind Matt Smith and Troy Parrott again. I know they're not going to play Jed in the 10, but that is what I would do if I was the manager. So, there you go. And 
more than likely, which I think that's more of an away formation for us, isn't it? What I think we'll go with at home this season, and this this is a good side. This excites me. This um, is Bolkowski in goal. Marlon Romeo right back. Murray Wallace left back. Sean Hutchinson and Jake Cooper central defenders. Woods and Thompson again in central midfield with Jed on the right, Bennett as a 10, and Conor Mahoney on the left with Troy Parrott up front. Now, you need a lot of things to work well there for that to come off. As um, I've took a little quote from Benjamin Bloom, you need all these factors to combine and work well. And what I'm talking there is, is two of those, two of those three across the line behind Parrott and Parrott. That's what I'm talking about because, as I've said, I don't think Parrott's going to play that role. But if I did have to have one, he'd be the best for now. He's unproven, yes. He's untested, yes. But I think that proves by me putting Parrot in that lineup, I'm not overly thrilled with what we've got in that position currently. That's all, that's all I'll say. Um, and then I'd have Bennett as a 10. One, if he comes back to the club, is the one problem with that. And two, if he can stay fit, I'll give my opinions on that in the, uh, the, uh, show, the round-up show last week. So check that one out if you haven't. And Mahoney, if he starts firing. But that's exciting. That's an exciting team, that. That is a good team on paper. And that is more than capable of doing the business in this division and pushing for a top... 10 finish, definitely. Do I think we will... Where do I think we'll finish this year, basically is what I'm saying. Do I think we'll get the playoffs? Do I think we'll finish near the bottom? Do I think we'll finish mid-table? I'm not going to pass judgment on that, and I will do, as people have been asking for in the comments, a roundup show for um, my prediction. I will predict the whole league table. Uh, might even do that one live. I just don't like to do it live at the minute, by the way, because I'm going to wrap this video now. But... Um, the live camera, I stream off the laptop and it looks dark and it looks dingy and I'm, I'm just not having it at the minute. So until I can get them issues rectified, I can get the, the audio, the audio is fine, the visual a bit, a bit better in the lighting um, on, on, the, on the, uh, the laptop and there is an app apparently I can get called Web Something. I'll look into that, but yeah, that's why I didn't do a live stream because I, I like my videos to be a certain way and, and if I'm honest, any clown can, can live stream. You know, it's, it's a different kettle of fish when you get something right, get it edited well and put it out. So, that is that for this video. Um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. So I hope you did too. And if you stayed to the end, thanks very much. Uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We passed 13,000 subscribers by the night. By the night? Overnight, by the way. So um, the fight goes on. The good fight goes on. I'm looking forward to this season. As I said, I hope you've enjoyed this video. I'll see you in the next one. There should be Lions Lounge out this week. Casey Keller is confirmed. I just need to get a time with him. Because he lives in Washington in America. So the time difference is, is thwarting that one a little bit. Uh, I'm also trying to get to Keith Stevens, Tony Witter. Who was the other one? Keith Stevens, Tony Witter. I can't remember the other one was. It was someone good anyway. So good, I can't even remember it was. That's your lot. I'm going to shut up now. Verbal diarrhea. Please subscribe to Lions TV. Come on, you Lions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 